0: Well, that's the thing too. Like I personally, like ugh, the thing is, I know I could be doing my YouTube channel so much better, but I don't just want to focus on one thing. Like I love travel. I love tech. Sometimes I like doing cooking. I started doing vlogs. I love doing vlogs. So like my channel is like, we don't know what you are. And I'm like, I don't either, but I'm going to make the content that I want to make. And like, thankfully, like I've been working with, you know, I, it's been, I hate to say it because it makes me feel kind of guilty, but I feel like this year well, the past year, like I've got to work with so many brands that I never thought that I would be able to work with. So just being able to like do what I want when I want, and still being able to work so closely with these brands has been like a blessing, and that's why I'm like I don't want to just limit it to this. Like, maybe I want to travel, maybe I want to do this, and like I don't know. I've just been having a lot of fun doing it that way.
1: Welcome to Geared Up. I'm Andrew Edwards. I am John Rettinger. Geared Up is your weekly look at the world of tech and gadgets. John, let's do it. Announce it. We're announcing it. Listen, last time this happened. You didn't even get to experience the magic. It's true. I forget what I I, missed it. You were just on vacation. You were away. You did not care enough to be here. And (laughs) I needed a co-host. And who did I turn to? None other than what may have been the greatest co-host I'd ever
2: had. If you tease it, one of the hardest working people in the industry. People don't appreciate the work, having seen Mm. the work that this guest puts in behind the scenes. I agree with you. You can appreciate every ounce of content that they put out.
1: Yes, her name is Jenna Izerek. Jenna, how are you doing today?
0: Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to live up to that, but thank you. I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: Doing great. You just got to be you. That's it. That's how you live up to it.
0: I am always just Airplane. me. Always. So what you see is what you get, which is scary.
1: And we did see a lot um, prior to hitting the record button today. (laughs) 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 That, That was like the most entertaining part of the show, which no one got to see. Jenna running around on FaceTime. It's not working. Trying to make things work she could hear us we could and we could hear you too but the headphones weren't working you are wearing a pair of sony's right now not the airpods max
0: yes i got the sony's Mm -hmm. they just kind of fit my head nicer the airpods wouldn't connect nothing would connect to bluetooth facetime wasn't connecting there was a lot going on and now i'm very sweaty (laughs) from running around
2: (laughs) (laughs) so wait i i have have a question i want i've I've been waiting to ask this since i knew you were coming on oh here we go nothing tech nothing tech related So, you and your sister went on what looked like an amazing road trip, and you took your car. Is that correct?
1: This is the first topic I have here, so go for it, John. Oh,
2: yes. And from what I understand, you had one of the more interesting fan interactions that I have ever... I I had so many questions.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, what... Okay, so what... What what happened? (laughs) The best meet and greet.
0: Well, so we're not really... We're not really talking about what happened, but I can give you, like, Mm a... a, You know... (laughs) A lot of things happened. Obviously for the past year, we've been stuck inside and it's been kind of, for me personally, I wanted to focus on traveling because I love travel. And obviously that did not work out as well. So we had a couple of weeks where we we're like, you know what, let's just go on a road trip. Let's get out of LA because LA is very, very crowded. There's a lot of people. I walk outside, I see hundreds of people at any point And I'm just like, I want to go, I want to get in nature. I just want to get away from people. So I've been working a lot with a uh, with Chevy and GM. And I've always rented like a Chevy Tahoe anytime I go on a trip just because it has so much space and it's like my personal favorite thing to sure. drive. So sh- the Chevy was like, yeah, sure. We can loan you a Tahoe. So we literally got a car within 24 hours. They gave us the car and we packed it up with basically every piece of tech that we own. And we just huh. drove with no plan. Uh, as you can imagine, it went well, but then it also went Everything that could possibly happen basically happened. Mm. There was, you know, a minor, minor car accident, which unfortunately I can't say any more about, you know, but there was a car accident. I was actually supposed to come up to Washington and I was like, we can do a social distance podcast. You know, we've been shooting podcasts in the back of our trunk. We have like 20 foot long XLR cables and then you guys got a very bad snowstorm. So, Yes. A lot happened. It was very action packed. The dog ran away for a little bit. Our friends lost their wallet. What? Yeah. But we're all OK.
2: I guess I'm not. I don't think I've ever actually told this story out loud. But a couple of years ago, Lexus came out with their new LF. It's like their crazy sports car it was the first time they had it. And they were like three in America. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, do you want to check out this awesome orange one? And I was like, absolutely. So one of the guys that I work with asked if he could borrow it for the weekend to drive. Saturday night at 1230, my phone rings like (gasps) 1230 a.m. I totaled the car. What? (gasps) I mean, like, just the story I was told was that he was driving on a winding road, as one does at late at night. And there was a coyote and he swerved, swerved to avoid said coyote and instead hit a tree. (gasps) I'm a I'm I'm a trusting man. So I went by its word. (laughs) Lexus Lexus was less trusting. And became quite a uh, investigation. So, oh. I, I I feel you, and I'm sorry if I brought something up that was unable to be discussed.
0: I mean, it's not like it's not like a whole thing. Honestly, like we were just stopped, like completely stopped, and like someone hit us. So, like I literally right. did not. I was yeah. sitting because the traffic was. I mean, there was obviously like rain and like things were kind of frozen. And you know, when there's yeah. when there's a line of cars in front of you, stopped, you stop. Stop, well, basically. you know, the person behind me, Sometimes. I don't think was, may have been a little distracted, just didn't stop. So I personally did nothing wrong. And Chevy has been incredible. But, you know, everything, I mean, accidents happen all the time. And just thankful that everyone was okay. And, you know, cars can be replaced. But it's just like that good reminder to like, pay attention to the road. Like pay attention. You know, yeah. who knows if you're on your phone, but like texts can wait, calls can wait. Like it's very important to pay attention to the road. People can wait.
1: Okay, so you were on this vacation. Everything that could have went wrong did, which I kind of feel like in a way is what makes vacations memorable. Absolutely. Like things just go wrong all the time. And like if you just expect that to happen as part of like road trips or travel, it kind of changes your mindset from it being a terrible experience to like, oh yeah, that crazy thing happened. But let me ask you this as a content creator. So if people don't know, like you do basically what the rest of us here on this call do. We make content for YouTube and other platforms. Mm -hmm. We talk about technology. How long were you gone? Around three weeks. Okay. So for three, like I can't imagine myself being gone for three weeks and trying to make not just video content, but podcasting. Like that there's 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 photos of you sitting in the trunk of a car with headphones on, and the road broadcaster, whatever. Yeah,
0: the roadcaster,
1: like in the in the trunk, recording podcast. Like, can you can you take us through how you went from hey, let's get out of here, L.A. is crowded, to also. We still have a job to do. Let's make sure we can continue doing our job despite the fact that we're on the road for three weeks. Like, how does that even, how do you do that? Did you know it was going to be a three-week trip?
0: Yeah, I mean, we literally had like three weeks blocked off. We're like, all right, we're just going to do this. We didn't plan enough in advance to like, (laughs) it's like we ended up at one murderous Airbnb. But basically, we, (laughs) we packed up all the tech that we needed. We packed up the roadcaster. We packed up the mics. I personally brought two MacBooks and a Surface Book. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll stream. Like I brought all my streaming gear. We had literally like everything that we needed to do our jobs, which I mean, was kind of scary when we thought about it. We're like, there's a lot of money in this car right now. But yeah, we just packed everything up because we're like, it's not really a vacation. Like we just need to get away and like get like motivation and get that like creative energy back just because we were just feeling so like stuck. So the good thing about the Tahoe, which is something that we discovered a little bit too, a little bit late. So I was doing most of the driving and my sister Justine, she was in the passenger seat and she literally was editing. Like there were some days we were driving for 8 hours. Like she would edit for 3 hours and the car actually had the built-in hotspot. She uploaded this one video in like 10 minutes. The upload speed was like 40 when we were driving. I'm like, "What?" So like I would drive and like she would just be editing and like uploading. Like she uploaded actually the entire podcast one time from the passenger seat. So we were like, whatever, we're just gonna go and make it work. And I, that's incredible. I guess we did.
2: I think people don't realize, and I, I the amount of work that you guys do. I mean, I, as someone who's been to events with you guys and seen you guys work, and then knows you guys, you know, as, as friends, like the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes, the amount of content. That that you and your sister produce either jointly or separately is astounding, and I don't I don't think I could keep that pace up for like a month, let alone a year. And it's 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 admirable for somebody who creates content to see somebody else do it. I think much better.
1: You know what I like though? You know what I like about Jenna? Oh no, Jenna Uh-oh. does. You know how I preach this all the time, and I feel like I'm I sound like a broken record sometimes. Where it's like if you're a content creator. Do not just focus on one platform. Do not just put all your eggs in one basket. Try to be in as many places as you can. And Jenna does this.
0: My eggs are scattered.
1: If I open YouTube, there she is. Then I go over to Instagram. She's in there. TikTok, Twitter. Like She is a legit business woman.
0: I try. I try. It's kudos. Thank you. Well, that's the thing too. Like I personally, like ugh, the thing is, I know I could be doing my YouTube channel so much better, but I don't just want to focus on one thing. Like I love travel. I love tech. Sometimes I like doing cooking. I started doing vlogs. I love doing vlogs. So like my channel is like, we don't know what you are. And I'm like, I don't either, but I'm going to make the content that I want to make. And like, thankfully, like I've been working with, you know, I, it's been, I hate to say it because it makes me feel kind of guilty, but I feel like this year well, the past year, like I've got to work with so many brands that I never thought that I would be able to work with. So just being able to like do what I want when I want and still being able to work so closely with these brands has been like a blessing. And that's why I'm like, I don't want to just limit it to this. Like maybe I want to travel. Maybe I want to do this. And like, I don't know. I've just been having a lot of fun doing it that way.
1: Maybe you want to talk about bidets. Oh my God. Yeah. That was great. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you got the, this bidet and you're like, you have to do a video. Yeah. Like I remember when I got one, like, It's probably like 18 months ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So first of all, all my friends are like, what are you doing? Like that you're not going to be able to turn this into content. How are you going to turn this into a video? Why are you just accepting brand deals for for crazy things? And I was like, no, this is going to be great. So I lean into the humor. I make the video. The video does very well. But then when the pandemic starts, all of a sudden everybody's into hygiene and the sales of bidet from my link skyrocket like i think in 2020 i sold like six thousand bidets no. like, it's just ridiculous yeah so so by not shying away again this is you know this is the business of what we do by not shying away from a product and trying to think of a way to like fit it in for my audience and all that it paid off very handsomely What you did though. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, no. I was just going to say like, because I got into it a little bit later. It was like mid pandemic. And I was thinking I never want to experience not having toilet paper, like the toilet paper drama of 2020. I was like, true. I want nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in fear. So that was my take from it. I was like, this is real. This is real life. Like this is happening.
1: Right. You had a totally different take. Your video works just as well like a different spin, but still like knowledgeable, Like, I think that's part of the, like what we do, right? It's like, here's a product. How can I explain or fit this into my typical content and messaging versus just that's too out of left field. I'm just going to say no.
2: Can I add something? Can I add two points to this? Because first I'm currently debating a bidet deal right now. And uh, it's a company that makes bidets and some air purifiers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think I can do a dedicated video on a bidet. Oh, you can. Well, now, now I'm thinking I can, but also the part about like making it fun and humorous can sometimes bite you. I got kind of stuck in a little bit of controversy the past couple weeks ago with Intel with a video. I don't know if anybody's even aware of this. I, have, actually, I don't actually think I've even talked about it. So Intel reached out about a month ago now. Like, hey, everybody loves the M1 Mac. Can you do a video on one of our new platforms that talks about like some of the things that you can do on Intel that you can't do on Mac? You can say whatever you want. Just like can you mention the platform and what it can do. I was like, sure. So we talked about, you know, how I use an M1 MacBook Air. It's a computer I'm on right now. I love some things it can't do, right? If I want to do, you know, gaming, I can't plug an eGPU into it. I can't use my Samsung T7 with the fingerprinter because some things just don't work. And it was fine. The video did okay. It was like 92% thumbs up, a couple hundred thousand views, it was fine. And then about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, Intel did an ad campaign. I I saw their like Twitter campaign. And it was hard. It was they like attacked Apple. And then they tweeted out my
0: video.
2: <gasps>
0: oh. Oh, I have gasped.
2: <laughs> so, you know, Mac Rumors picked it up. Like, oh, here's Intel's ad campaign. And they're also sharing YouTuber John Rettinger's video. And they, they, they didn't, they didn't like, editorialize it at all. And then, like, 9 to 5 picked it up. And that video went from 90-something thumbs up to 23% thumbs up. And then I started getting barraged. And, again, this video had been up for two yeah. and a half, three weeks barraged with messages from people and colleagues who were like, what happened? What did they do? Why did you do this? I'm like, I was like, what's factually inaccurate in my video? Mm-hmm. Like the first thing I said was like, I use a MacBook Air. Like I yeah. love it. But Intel, and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this, but whatever. <laughs> it's my podcast. You know, but sometimes brands can take a very different approach, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you guys have your own, your own examples where, you know, an innocuous video where you sort of took a approach on the videos, come back to bite you. Oh yeah. And so there is definitely, there is definitely a downside. I had to take, I hadn't done this in years. I took a break from Twitter for a week. Oh man. I didn't go on the platform. I just, I was like, I'm out. We just got a new dog. That's all I'm going (laughs) to do. There
0: you go. No, I've definitely been there. Oh, I don't even know if I want to say it, but let's just say one time Facebook created something where you could use it to video chat. And I made a video about it because I was excited. And boy, oh boy. I I don't know if I ever came back from that one. But yeah, I, I get it. But the bidet, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know which brand this is, and I'm pretty sure it might be a similar one. So like, if you want to like FaceTime me to be in your video, if you want an exclusive interview, like I will be on it. Like I will do it for free. We can yes. all be on our
1: bidets. I will, get,
0: I will be like, this yes, is live please. Yes, please. from the bathroom. What <laughs> is your water temperature? Mine is hot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because like this this is a discussion like I I can't do it like can I do a donation to like a water charity and then do like a giveaway (laughs) so like I'm coming off the back to the like the Intel thing where I'm like I don't want to piss anybody off like I just want a week where nobody's calling (laughs) me names on the internet <laughs>
0: at the end of the day I, you, you have to do you okay this is a business if you like, but like i actually love it and i'm like this is so great like there's a pandemic people were fighting over toilet paper like i don't want to yeah. have a cold a cold bottom when i sit on my toilet like this is great i am living my best life right now so sure. i actually do not regret <laughs> that i think people were really like, confused but they're also like hey you post weird stuff all the time like this just this makes sense
2: for just for make me, it so. fit.
1: just own it just own it Yeah. I mean, it is tech. And I'll,
2: I'll, I'll collab. All right. Yeah. So I am definitely going to hit you up when I get to that. I, uh, it's, it's a couple integrations in a dedicated. So I pushed the dedicated can down the road a while.
0: Yeah. I wanted to call it. (laughs) We're
2: just going to roll up the integration. I wanted
0: to call it my crappiest review yet, but I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh my God. Fantastic. you, You know where to find us.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of inside baseball on this podcast, like the stuff that goes on Yes, behind. Yes, this is, people like is, that sometimes. Sorry, people I like took us down something. a very down a very weird, uh, very weird turn here. But we'll go yeah. back.
1: We'll get back into our typical stuff, though. I think before we get into like some device news and and rumor and all that, John wanted to you wanted to bring up crypto. <gasps> yes, have you purchased your castle yet?
0: No, no. And then I was starting to get a little worried. The castle might not happen with the the recent you know dips. But you know you got to buy the dip.
2: Got to buy the some Bitcoin. So have you, you've gotten into, got into crypto? Is it a recent thing? Is it something that you've been into for a while?
0: So I got into it early 2017. I think it's when I first bought Ethereum, which was like $40. My friends bought it like 20 and I'm like, yo, why didn't you Jeez. tell me? But now looking back, I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea what I was doing. Literally just like downloaded Coinbase. I was like, I don't know. Like I have some money that, sure, whatever. Let's just see what happens So I rode the high of 2017 and then I rode the low, you know, past couple of years. And now it's exciting again because I never, never did anything. I never touched anything, but now I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to be more educated about it instead of just being like, oh, buy this, buy that, you know, like the hearsay. So it's definitely fun. It's very interesting. And I don't know, I just like the technology behind it and everything about blockchain is just like fascinating. So it's just fun. It's like gambling.
2: It is very much like gambling right now. And especially now where they're like, you seem like you turn around and like someone's like, I just made $400,000 today. And you're like, what's happening in the yeah. world? It's yeah. a very strange, very strange time right now.
0: The FOMO is real and it's painful oh, man, it because so like as an adult, I should be responsible and I am terrible. I feel like I, I'm so bad at making decisions and I'm like, oh, I'll just, oh yeah, this is a good investment. And then I lose 60% on my AMC investment and my stocks. I'm like,
2: you idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did, you, did you jump into GameStop and that kind of stuff?
0: I did it, which thankfully I did it because when I was going to pull the trigger, it was at like three something. And then it literally just tanked. So bottom,
2: bottom fell out. It's back up today. You know
0: I, I have, is it back up? I have, it's back up I, today. So I yes, thought today was didn't know today was Monday. Um but yeah, so I mean I have a a real person who obviously I have invest money for me, but like for me I'm like I wanna do hands-on. Like I wanna do like you know, that's why I liked crypto because it was fun, you know. And then mm-hmm. actually you got me you got me into public and like that has been so much fun, even though
1: for sure I've made
0: bad, bad decisions, but like, I just, I like it. And I like learning about it. Cause it's like not something I was taught in school and it's like something you have to like teach yourself. So it's pretty cool.
1: Okay. Let's talk about in case anyone's curious what public is, I'll, I'll just put links to what the stuff we're talking about in the uh, show notes. First thing I want to talk about real quick and I want to get your guys opinion on which, cause I feel like this is kind of unprecedented when I think back in time today, we are almost four months from the launch of both the PS five and the Xbox series X and S four months in, and it's still almost impossible to find either of these consoles. And when they do go on sale anywhere, they sell out within like a a single minute. If, If you're 30 seconds late, you're probably not getting one. Like is this again, four months later, can you think of any other product that has had this kind of, Huh. craziness behind it? No. Are we still blaming... Like, even chip, iPhones chip, don't do this. True.
2: Are we still blaming chip, chip shortages for this? Or, oh. or is it just... Like, demand is crazy.
0: True. I mean, is it, like, the, the manufacturing because of, like, the whole pandemic? I feel like that, at the beginning that was a problem with, like, production, but I don't know if that's still...
1: You would think, okay, this is my completely non, you know, I don't know the answer to that question, but what other consumer electronics are out there right now that people are having a hard time getting their hands on. It's like video cards and these. True. Right. Like
2: nothing else. I mean, iPhones come out you can't get them for like maybe a month. But after that, it's you just walk into a store and grab one.
0: Yeah, true. Even like the graphics cards, like the 30, 90s, 30, 80s, like it's very hard to get. Like are more people just being like, eh, I'm home. Might as well, you know, upgrade my system.
1: I feel like people are. This is their side hustle now. Like it's almost like a subculture to just try to hunt PS5s. PS5s come out. You don't even want it for yourself. You just want to let me buy them because like they're just scarce, and then I'm gonna resell them or like take pictures for social media with like 18 PS5s behind me just to flex on the world. Like this is how people are spending their time now. This is the side hustle. This is the flex. They
2: don't even want. Got to do something. Everybody's got to do something. We're all stuck at home for now. A a year. (laughs)
0: True, and now- We'll take a three-week road trip. Oh, God, maybe don't. But now with bots, too, like the bots, I feel like are making it so much you know harder for a normal person to get it. But I did see the Best Buy, like you have to, because I was trying to buy some to do a giveaway. I was like, oh, I want to do a giveaway, thinking like, oh, no problem. I mean, it took me, I wasted hours like trying to find PlayStations, and I did eventually find an Xbox. But yeah, like, so the Best Buy process now, it's like, you'll be, you can put it in your cart, then you have to like wait until it like, says, okay, actually add it to your yep. cart. And then a lot of it it's only you can pick up and store. So that's not even shipping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm like, this is a lot of effort.
1: <laughs> it's too bad. I mean, thankful I don't know how. So I didn't get sent a PlayStation by Sony. I got the Xbox from Microsoft. I didn't get it like but the first time that I went to buy one, I just I just hit like it was no problem. Huh. So I had no clue how incredibly lucky i was it was the very first pre-order i just went in and it took me like a couple of clicks like a couple yeah. of refreshes and okay i got it i'm in i'm good four months later like i've had people that asked me to help them like i can't get it anymore. can you help me i'm like sure i have not been able to do it like it's just impossible
0: yeah my sister was like i it's need impossible. help trying to get her husband he wanted the sony the headset and i was like oh it shouldn't be mm-hmm. hard and then i'm like oh yeah i'm like this was way too hard like it's it's really Even the headset the headset wow. is sold out and i'm like oh my gosh so i was like staring at best buy like trying to help her get this for like a christmas present which i did eventually get it because i don't like to give up on things and i get very determined <laughs> so i was like sitting there like waiting i'm like is that going to turn add to cart add to cart and it eventually did but yeah it is very interesting like i wonder if like are people still paying higher prices for this
2: I they're going they i'm looking up right now they're going ps5s are going for over
1: 700 bucks what? Jeez. I mean, they were over 2,000.
0: They were. Yeah. You're right. I mean, they're dropping. True. Well, during the holidays, they're like, oh, I can make some money. But then it's like, what, I, I would be so scared I'd get scammed. I have trust issues, so.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, no one <laughs> wants to get scammed. Okay, listen. I'm sending you guys our next topic. I'm sending you guys a text right now. Okay. 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 I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a little, it's just a oh, short it's... video clip.
0: I'm scared. All right.
1: I'm this watch you back. I agree from on. my heritage. It's a product they're calling Deep Nostalgia. And what you do is you upload a photo of someone and they will turn it into a video using AI. Whoa. So I'm sending you a photo of someone who is no longer living.
2: That's, that, this is your family member?
1: No, no, it's not my family member. Okay. This, is, this is from their website, but, you could, but it does work today, and I have tried it. So you can upload a photo of someone, and they will turn it into almost like a, an iOS live photo what? where they will animate the person. They will make them blink. They'll make them smile. They'll make them do facial expressions that they are not doing in the photograph as a way to kind of bring them back. Whoa! Or what? you can just upload a like a still photo of yourself, and like then it's way less creepy. But yeah. what do you guys think about this? My, because when I saw this, I was like, I can't wait to upload a picture.
0: Yeah, I'm. <laughs> yeah, like I want to upload and see how real it is to myself. But like, I don't know. My my mouth is open because I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, this is crazy, and it looks really good.
1: Right, it looks amazing. So what's crazy is like this is just the beginning where it's just a photo, but you can imagine them turning like taking like maybe 10 pictures of someone and creating like a 3d avatar that can take their you know their voice attributes and almost act like an alexa or siri in your home like hey grandma I, i need advice about whatever and like this fake ai version that looks and sounds just like them this is, is just available to you.
2: They, they have crazy. pictures of like of like statues that are moving yeah. and talking of like Alexander <gasps> the Great.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, like this
2: is why this is wild. And like just just talking and moving. I mean, it's like the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion statues come to life.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just clicked the website. I feel funny. I don't know how to feel.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. It's really, but this is interesting. It's the kind of thing that I feel like for us is weird because we're just seeing this for the first time. But in ten years or whatever, it's just no big deal. It's, it's just normal. what you do. Twenty yeah. years from now, no big deal. If someone passes away, here's how you can preserve their yeah memory.
0: True. I mean, going forward, I feel like now, like the time frame that we live in, like we just have so much photos and videos of everything anyway. But it's like there's never going to be a time where we don't have this technology from here on out. So like, yeah, 20 years ago, we didn't have that, but like, I don't know. So it's like, will we be doing that? If you know, we still have pictures and videos of people like, are they going to be, they're not going to probably be doing that in 20 years for just, I don't know. I'm trying to, what I'm not what I'm trying to say, but it's just, it is crazy that like (laughs) we use our phone. I'm sure you guys take insane amount of photos and videos every day of like, you're like, why am I taking this? But like just to have that to look back on is pretty cool, but this is creepy. I like it. I'm going to try it.
2: All right, Andrew. The good topic. Yes, good topic.
1: Next good topic. topic. I'm. i giving. I'm giving you credit for a good. Oh, topic good topic. Pick. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what? So the one thing that I that I that makes me. I don't know. Like worry is too strong a word, but like, you know, some people. I feel like there will be a percentage of the population who will cling on to. This new virtual version of someone, because if their mental health isn't right, they really miss someone. Whatever, they cling on to this new thing versus like the 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 real memory of the real person. So I, I always try to like think like what what are the potential pitfalls? Not saying this is why this shouldn't be a thing, but you know Elon Musk always says AI is going to be the potential downfall, and I'm always like where where because until he said that, I was like I'm all in for AI. This is a mm-hmm. f- fantastic where is the potential issue with these different things? And I can see how this could be a negative depending on like the kind of personality type or, or mental headspace that you're in.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that for sure.
1: If you want to check it out, it's deep nostalgia at myheritage.com. You can upload photos right now and turn them into virtually moving 3D people.
2: What's the URL there? It's just deep nostalgia.
1: I think it's myheritage.com and then deep nostalgia is like a feature gotcha. on the website.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, don't, I can't see me personally doing anything with it, but because then who knows? Maybe I'll get obsessed with it and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, what is this person going to look like? Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah no. that's what I mean. <laughs> Very cool.
1: <laughs> Let's move into some some iPhone stuff. Um, we that's are going to talk about some rumors of this year's next year's and the year after but first a quick another quick thing that just i was i was hearing about earlier this week from someone they were saying the contact sharing api if you don't know what this is this is where your iphone will ask you like hey do you want to share your photos with this app or do you want to share specific photos with this app or do you want to give your app this app access to your location there's a an api called the contact sharing api where an app can ask you Will you share your contacts with us? Clubhouse is the latest one, the big one that's been doing this. And I never thought about this until the person brought it up to me. Do you think that your address book and contacts belongs to you? Or do you think that the content in your address book belongs to the people who are in there? So in other words, do I have the right to give Clubhouse John Rettinger's and Jenna Azarek's information because I want to use the platform? Or is it up to you guys to determine how I use that information? When they said this to me, I was like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And I am giving a company, I am granting them the ability to use your information, how they see fit. Or is it my information? What's your take on this?
0: I mean, I guess I've actually never thought about it until right now. I guess I guess I was always like, well, "This is my information." But yeah, thinking back, right. like this is this is everyone in my address book information as well. I mean, I I've, do we even have privacy anymore? You know, at this point, like, good question. <laughs> I, it, it's tough. I just feel like, yeah, I've never thought about that before. I, I know with photos, I'll always like if it's a specific app, I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to select which photos. So why couldn't yeah. it kind of be the same thing? Like maybe select, like just use my contact information, like, or this mm-hmm. person's like not my entire, my entire list. So that is very, very interesting. I have never thought about it until the second. It's invasive.
2: I'm going to go out there and say that any semblance of privacy is uh, no longer accurate. And as soon as you give somebody your information, like give your contact, they essentially own that information. Mm-hmm. So while I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I can certainly, I think, I think I can understand it. At least more than some of the other sort of gross, going to your photos album and stealing your pictures, that kind of thing. I don't like any of it, but I think it's sort of the new reality of just being online is the digital footprint just gets bigger and bigger kind of day by day. And that's just a natural expansion of it.
1: Would Apple build the contact sharing API today if they were releasing? You know, I mean, this has been there for yeah a decade and a half sure if they were building it today i feel like this wouldn't even be a thing they would not create a feature that allows an app to ask you because a lot of these things are just a prompt and most people don't realize what they're saying yes to so would apple even do this should they change this should they deprecate it and just remove it i kind of feel like the answer is yes like why why does anyone need access to your entire and by the way, when you give this access, you're giving it future access as well. So anytime you add someone new, yeah. like they're not, they don't re-ask you again. They just have access from then on. But why would an app need that? Other than for marketing purposes, it seems like a strange, it seems like a strange leftover from days past that per- should probably go away, even though, as John just said, privacy is. I like how Apple's trying to at least do something in this area where not many others are Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but
1: when I think about how many people have shared my information with apps Mm -hmm. as private as I want to be other people have spoken for me in this way and so it's already out there anyway
0: yeah I 100% am like rethinking everything I've ever done and every time I've ever hit allow (laughs) in my life I'm like oh no I have regrets (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I mean, I do wish that that wasn't the case because even like, I don't even know what app I, I have logged into, maybe it was a telegram and I haven't been logged in for the longest time. And then I get all these messages from like my contacts like, Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, Hey, Oh, Hey. I'm like, Oh, no privacy. I'm like, hi.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: no, what have I done? So it is interesting. And I'm definitely going to be rethinking the next time it says allow access to your contacts. I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't, what is the point? I mean, I
1: guess do a privacy audit, if, yeah. if you have an iPhone, you can go into the privacy settings and you can actually see what you've given permission to, and you can take that permission away if you want to. So apps that you've had installed for like eight years that you can actually go back and change the things that you've given them. So, okay, let's, let's get onto some, to some news here. John shared this, with yes. me, this stuff with me earlier today. So we're going to start with this year's devices and we're going to go forward. So starting with this year, This is all from Ming-Chi Kuo, by the way, one of the most accurate Apple analysts when it comes to future products. First, for the 2021 iPhones, whether it's the iPhone 12S or 13, we're going to see the same four models. So mini, standard, pro, and pro max, two of which will have a 120 hertz pro motion display. I think it's safe to assume that is the pro models. John is very excited in the video chat. He's dancing. All of which will have a smaller notch and all of which will have a lightning port. Uh. John, Now, John Rettinger did stake his claim that this year we will see a portless iPhone, at least one. What do you think of this news, John?
2: I mean, listen. It's very easy to, uh, somebody who puts their neck out there and makes a prediction, it's very easy <laughs> to, you know, it's like somebody who uh, you're betting on a sporting event and you take the better team and you're like, oh, look at me, I won, I'm better than you. Uh, you know, it, 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 it takes, I'm going to use the word courage, to go out there and, uh, <laughs> and to, to make a bold prediction. I will say, That's true. I, I, Ming-Chi Kuo, while being very accurate, is not 100% accurate. Correct. So it is certainly until Mr. Cook comes out on stage, I'll believe it when I see it, but also about damn time for a uh, high refresh rate, like about damn time to get that on a
1: phone. Yes, you you said they should be they should be ashamed of themselves. Shamed.
2: Ashamed, ashamed <laughs> is the year. word
1: I used for not having That's, it this year. That
2: it's true. I, I stand by Jenna, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jenna, where are you at? Where are you at with these twenty twenty one iPhones?
0: So yeah, the refresh rate would be nice. Not really like the biggest thing for me, but it would be nice. So I I want USB C. I really like having a port. The lightning, not so much. Eh. USB-C, you know how many times I take my MacBook charger and I try to jam it into my phone to charge? It's way too much. It's way too much. It's just, I know you're not really supposed to do that, but, well, you can't. I also would like Touch ID back.
2: Especially,
0: you know, I still- yes, like
2: big time on that one.
0: With the masks, obviously, I like, can't imagine it's going to be going away, anyway, uh, going away anytime soon. And I just, I miss having the Touch ID.
1: So- let me give you a quote from Mr. Ming-Chi Kuo. Again, he's not 100% accurate, but he did say this. There is no visibility on the current schedule for Apple to bring power button touch ID or USB-C to iPhones. So those two things that you just said you would love to see are, do not seem to be on the radar, if he's correct, which he, he could be incorrect. We don't know. So I'm here in portless
2: for one there and uh you know it's all going to be done via magnets and no no cords at all to worry about
0: oh all
2: right i mean with
0: my tech issues earlier of getting my bluetooth not able to connect (laughs) like i would have loved to just put this in the little headphone jack and plugged it in like a normal phone but i couldn't do it and i was panicking like i was running around this house trying to find anything to connect to this phone i'm like oh my god i was like yeah i I was very sweaty, but I was like, oh my gosh, nothing will connect to this phone. So I personally, I like having the ports as an option just because, you know, things go wrong, things don't connect, but I don't really get a say in it and I'm going to buy it either way. So I'm just going to shut up and see what happens, I guess.
1: True that, (laughs) true that. Now the smaller notch, the thing for me with the notch is I feel like peers in the tech world hate it, but I also feel like the average consumer Thinks it's actually cool. Like, look how the screen wraps around and curves and all. This is cool. I've never seen a screen like this. I've seen so many people like that. So smaller notch though this year. But 2022. That's the year. Some phones. So cool, he says some phones will abandon the notch for a hole punch display. So this would be similar to what Samsung does, where instead of a notch, you just have a, a punched out hole. I am curious how they have the entire touch ID or face ID array because it's more than just one hole. That's why we have a notch in the first place and an iPhone SE with 5G support. So that's that's a forward looking for 2022 that not a lot of information there, just no notch hole punch and then a 5G iPhone SE. But I want to get your what is your take on the notch? Is the notch terrible? Is the notch no big deal? How do you feel about this?
0: I mean, the notch doesn't really bother me, except sometimes when like I look at it and then I'm like watching a show on my phone and then I can't unsee it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh gosh, it doesn't bother me. I feel like I'm used to it at this point. I do like the hole punch design. It's just obviously not as you know invasive and takes up less space. The one thing I do like is I like having a little bit of bezel because I even with like the Samsungs and like the yeah. fuller things, like I'm always yeah. touching something and I'm like, wait, where did my thing mm-hmm. go? So, you know, as long as, as long as I still have that type of uh feel to it, I like that, but I think I could get on board with the whole bunch, but it would be interesting. Like you said, with the, like the face ID and all of that, especially if we're not going to have a touch ID in the future, but I'm so simple. Well, they, I just they- don't care. <laughs>
2: Well, mean quote said no touch id in the power button but it didn't say anything about under display true true, that is true so that's a big potential difference there at
1: least that is true yes how do you feel about notches john
2: i mean i am not the biggest notch fan i mean i know no one like loves a notch i would love to see technology move forward and that there be technology that gives you the functionality of you know all the face id sensors without the notch being there i know it's being tested right now i think what xiaomi has the first under display mm-hmm. facial scanning technology happening. So that's awesome. I think that's certainly a very clear future, and facial recognition, as Apple's implemented, is more secure than a fingerprint, which is awesome. So I'm for it. I'm all for it. I don't mind the whole punch either. If that's what they need to get the sensors in there, let's let's move it forward. I think the, the notch jokes and all that stuff have uh, long since expired, and uh, I'm ready for a new design. Though, like I, I could deal with. But we just got with a Noah. new design. We just the twelve was a new heavy. design. What have you done? What have you what have you done for me lately? Uh, Andrew? <laughs> I'm ready for something new.
1: It's halfway through its life cycle right now, right? Do you
0: guys like the new design? Like, I took my case off the other day, and I was like, this feels kind of bulky, like heavy.
1: I completely agree. Here's what I feel like. People just want a new physical design to feel like the phone is new. Yeah. But I actually feel like as far as comfort goes, the previous design that they used, like four years in a row, is way more comfortable in your hand. Yeah. It looks good. Like the iPhone 12 looks great. But when you're actually holding it, like the 12 Pro Max especially, it feels so much larger yeah. than the 11 Pro Max just due to the shape.
2: And kind of oddly sharp. I'm the contrarian here. I love it. <gasps> and I, I I use the 12 Pro Max. I love it. I love that it feels heavy. I have like weird, I have a weird hands. Eye. I have like a freak thumb that's gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, like I can like palm a basketball. I'm not a big guy, but I can like palm a basketball in like sixth grade. So I think that like. Holding on my hand doesn't feel giant to me at all.
1: You just said you love it 30 seconds after saying you need a new design.
2: Well, I do need a new design, but I can still love it. It's true. That's true. <laughs> I loved I loved my first kid and decided I needed another one. <laughs> That's very true. Fair enough. <laughs> you know?
1: Fair enough.
0: I just looked at my thumbs and I think they're very tiny and now I'm insecure. I'm like, wait, this makes, oh. this makes sense why the phone feels so big.
1: Great. Now I'm looking at my thumbs and I have no clue what oh, to think. No. Thanks a lot. Oh, gosh. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Okay, let's. Okay, we're moving into 2023 now. 2023 iPhone news. I don't know if this is going to be an iPhone or not, but Minchi Quo says possible 7.5 to 8 inch foldable device from Apple plus an all screen, no notch, no hole punch iPhone.
2: And candy's going to fall from the sky. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Unicorns are going to come back.
1: I have a hard time believing this, and I'll tell you why. 2021 smaller notch that's this year if you know apple is one of the most predictable companies out there when it comes to products they already make we're still like predicting what's coming next but when it comes to the current products they are pretty predictable yeah my opinion is if they're making the notch smaller in 2021 that is technically a new design and they're going to do that again in 2022 because they they keep the same designs for two years at least, they never just do away with a design after a year. And then the hole punch display in 2022, they're not going to do a hole punch for one year and then 2023, nothing at all. So I feel like, again, he is not the most accurate. He may be hearing things, but may have the timeline wrong. But when it comes to foldable iPhones or all screen, no hole punches, I think the foldable is the more, more exciting thing, especially for someone like John, who just Adores foldable devices. John, what do you think when you hear 7.5 to 8-inch fold? This is basically an iPad mini. iPad mini folding.
2: Bring it on. I don't think it's going to happen, but great. Bring it on.
1: Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Tell us why. Do you think Apple's just not going to do foldables? I think Apple will
2: do foldables. I don't think the current technology or the current technology of the next 48 months is going to give it to the standards that Apple wants. Mm. I mean, they figured the amount that they have to come out with, the millions that they have to ship there's fail rates that are going to be unacceptable in production on that. You know, for the reason allegedly why a high refresh rate didn't make its way for this generation of phone. They're talking about such volume. I don't, I just realistically, I would love to be proven wrong, but do not see it happening. I do also have no doubt that they're testing these things. And that's probably what's being heard is that they're 100% testing it. And I think John Prosser, I think actually on this podcast, talked about Apple going for the two display route. That kind of came together to form one singular display without any, any crease in the screen. That's interesting. I could see a two display thing happening more than I could see a physical folding display.
1: Right. What about you, Jenna? You, you in for foldables? Do you care? Oh
0: yeah. I am all for like fold that up, put it in my pocket. Like let's go, (laughs) especially because I feel like this phone right now is so big. So if they ever make a phone bigger, I'm like, I cannot handle this. Like you're going to have to fold it up because it's just, it's too much. But like, back to what John said, like, it's it's Apple. So, like, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it right. So, it comes down to, like, is that something that they're able to do? Is it something they want to do? But if they do, like, I am here for it. Like, I will 100% be on board.
2: I will camp out again for that phone.
0: Oh, oh God. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but I will. I'll do it.
2: I'll do it. I will camp out again for that.
0: How long did you camp out?
2: For what? Like, the old old school iPhones, right? The original iPhone, okay. 3, 3G, three yeah. gs iPad days I
0: think I did
1: the I did a two day camp out For an Xbox 360 There
0: you go I did a
1: Cold as 55 hell
0: 55 hour Camp out For the iPhone 6 Which I already had ordered But Justine didn't So I was like Okay <laughs> Let's do it I was like well, Alright I don't really have anything else to do You know 2015
1: Wait a minute Miss I Justine Did not pre-order an she iPhone She
0: had some trouble It wasn't coming right away <laughs> <laughs> So we had to sleep, so we, we literally went two days early to the third street promenade Apple store. Like we had, we bought these miniature little Volkswagen kids tents and stayed there for over 55 hours. And it was really hot. It's like September. And I got like, I think it was like 30, 40 hours in. I had like, not like a heat stroke, but like heat exhaustion. (laughs) And I like went into REI and was just like so sick for the longest time. But you know what, it's actually, it's one of like the best stories. We met so many incredible people. So I would, I would do it again for, for a foldable, but probably, probably not a regular iPhone. I almost died.
1: (laughs) Which foldable method do you prefer, John? Do you prefer like the open book foldable or do you prefer the close the standard iPhone to half size?
2: I mean, I love that both exist. I know people love, like, the Z Flip. I mean, people are, like... They do. ...passionate about it. I I prefer a bigger... Give me the the biggest display that I can get for folding it. So, folding it like a book, for me, I think, is a way to go. But I definitely see why people like the other way.
0: Same. Yeah, I agree. The book.
1: Okay. Jenna, can we just be honest with people for one second? Uh, Because you and I texted about this.
0: uh Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: We have foldable devices that neither you nor I have like plugged in and charged for like the past 3 What's, months. You speak for okay.
0: yourself. I plug mine in all What th-
1: you told me you were Are wow. we talking
0: about what I think what I think we're talking about? Which one are we talking about?
1: Yeah, the the, uh, the Z Fold, the Z Fold 2. The oh, the Z Fold, Fold 2. 2. Oh.
0: I thought you cuz I was like I still use the Duo all the time. So, I I oh. ha- I had to give the Z Fold back and then I just never bought one. I was like I don't need all these okay. phones. So,
1: Great. I technically so just I have myself.
0: I haven't used it at all. There's too many things. I've been using the the S21 Ultra as my as my second device cuz it's been really great.
1: But you've been using the Duo.
0: Just I I bring it with me all the time because it's fun.
1: I feel like the Duo hype like went super high then it was released and then just da- gone. No one talks about it.
0: I just like I I like put it in my backpack just sometimes and I'll just like be doing stuff on it. So, I mean, I don't carry it with me every single day, but like well, on the trip, I was like, yeah, I'm taking the Duo. Like, who knows? It's just really great for like browsing content and like watching stuff. But yeah, my main device, the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the S21 Ultra. So
2: two very large That's the phones. Same, same here. Same here. John, what's yours? I mean, now I feel like I got to be different, but in honestly, it's the two same phones. Same phone. I, I I keep the Z Fold two with me just when I I just like to open it and play with it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the the, the, ca- the camera setup on the Ultra and the variant you get with the lenses on it, it's a really good. I think Samsung did a really good job. Aside from removing the, uh, MFT, the MFT, yeah, the MFT part of Samsung yeah. Pay, I think they did an incredible job with the Ultra. I agree. I yeah,
0: the zoom is incredible. I love like it's just so smooth and like the digital zoom and it'll like lock on. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. And then for video, the autofocus is like six million times it's better. So good. I, I was like, <laughs> I forgot how bad it was until I like went back and watched my old video, and I was like, oh, that was bad. I forgot.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. They did a great job. Yeah, shout out shout out to Samsung for what they do with the S21 Ultra. It is it is a fantastic
2: yeah, phone. Great yeah. job. I I I still think that they I think they let the Snapdragon processor do its thing instead of trying to put in their own software for processing. Nobody like verify for that for me, but like I'm relatively certain that's what happened.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: All right. Hey, Jenna is Eric. Yeah. Thank you for joining us Yay. this week on the show and uh, blessing John with your presence as well. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> on this episode. If people don't know who you are or what you do, where can they find you They want to check out your content?
0: Jenna Ezarek on literally every single platform. So just my name. I kept it easy. And I'm sorry, you never know what kind of content you're gonna get. So it's a big surprise every time <laughs> I upload.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Thank you guys.
1: Thank you. And that is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at YouTube.com slash GearLive. And John is at YouTube.com slash John4Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app if you haven't done so already. Just search Geared Up. That's two words, not one in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or really wherever you choose to listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast, and you can see more from us at gearlive.com. Thank you so much for listening. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.